You are Locked On Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to another episode of Locked On Gators, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. With amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need, visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. Happy Tuesday, I am Brandon Olson. You can find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. I'm also the founder of Whole9Sports.com, where you can find all of my written work today. We'll talk about the CBS listing Florida as the number <clears throat> 12 team in the nation. And we'll wrap up with some more updates on Florida Gators in NFL training camp. Before we get started, though, just a quick reminder to follow Locked On Gators wherever you listen to podcasts so that you never miss an episode. Also, I'm on vacation right now, so <laughs> if there's any news that comes up i'll get to it next week when i get back but for now chilling in miami um to start off today's show of course we're talking about cbs sports with their ranking uh they ranked i believe 130 uh college football teams and florida was number 12 um which is like okay like here here's the thing uh number 12 is not a bad placement like it's not a bad spot to be we know that. Uh, however, number 12 for the Florida Gators, dumb spot to be. Um, simply put, like a lot of the reasons that everybody has Florida dropping down right now is because of Emory Jones. Uh, not necessarily Emory specifically, uh, but it's that we lost Kyle Trask, who just had arguably the best quarterbacking season in florida history uh which is it's it's a fair criticism but my point is that or my issue is that these other schools have also lost their starting quarterbacks and they're not getting that same uh level of doubt i'll say like clemson lost trevor lawrence for dj uigalele and everyone's like oh clemson's still top two team in the country um which is wild to me uh and then you've got I mean, Texas A&M lost Kellen Mond, and Kellen Mond wasn't great to begin with, but he was better than the other options, which is saying something. Uh, and everyone's like, Texas A&M? They could give Bama a real run for their money in the SEC. Like, wow. Uh, Georgia's still that terrible, horrible, putrid, puny uh, JT Daniels <laughs> playing quarterback. Yeah, it's almost like he sucks. Sorry. Um, Iowa State, like, don't get me wrong. I love Iowa State. I love what they're doing. I love Matt Campbell. I love so many players on that team. Like, I, I love Brock Purdy, quarterback. I love Brees Hall. I love uh, Charlie Kohler. I love Chase Allen, Greg Eisworth. Like, I, I love all those guys, but here's the thing. They're not better than Florida. Like, Georgia, not better than Florida. Texas A&M, not better than Florida. North Carolina, not better than Florida. Oregon, not better than Florida. Uh, Notre Dame, not better than Florida. Cincinnati, not better than Florida. Uh, Clemson, sure. I'll I'll give you that. I'm fine with that. But my point is still fault them for losing their QB. But Georgia, Iowa State, Texas A&M, 
UNC, Oregon, Notre Dame, and Cincinnati are all the teams directly above Florida. And all of those teams do not deserve to be above Florida. Like, I'll, I'll give you Bama. I'll give you Clemson. I'll give you Ohio State. But don't you dare try to come up with those schools right in front of me like and think that that you're right like no shot georgia is perpetually uh underwhelming georgia's a team that i've said they always play scared they're not a good team they recruit well that's great their coaching staff sucks they're not a good team they play scared they get great recruits that can play solid defense and run the ball and they think they're a great team that's not what makes you a great football team that makes you a scared football team that makes you a cautious football team Iowa State, just so horribly inconsistent. Uh, And a lot of it comes down to Brock Purdy, who, again, I love, but he is very inconsistent. Texas A&M, Jimbo Fisher. You guys know my take on this. Jimbo Fisher is, I think, one of, if not the most overrated coaches in college football. Uh, He's not that good. Like He gets guys to the NFL, sure, like quarterbacks to the NFL. Do they ever really do anything? I'm sorry, Jameis led the league in passing touchdowns and yards, sure, but uh, he also threw 30 interceptions in a season. E.J. Manuel was a colossal bust. Kellen Mond, even with this quarterback god that is <laughs> Jimbo Fisher, um, still still wasn't an early pick in the draft, still was wildly inconsistent. Uh, I love his character, I love all that, but talent-wise, he ain't that guy. You're not that guy, pal. Uh, UNC, I don't know what the hell CBS is thinking when they did that one. Oregon just has Kayvon Thibodeau and a few guys like Verone McKinley, and they think that that's good enough. Uh, it's not. Like, we're talking big boy ball here. So, sorry, Oregon. Uh, Notre Dame, get out of my face with that. Like, it's just, come on. No. Um, Cincinnati, I love you. Like, I love the mid-majors. I, I love you so much, but no, you're not Florida. Like, none of those schools are good enough, and that's why it's like CBS. Like, do a little bit of work when you're going to do this. Like, if you're going to make a ranking of 130 schools, do a little bit of research. Like, Florida's stepping up. Like, yeah, we're replacing Kyle Trask, but we have one of the most experienced new starters that you're going to see because Emory got significant snaps with the Gators. We've got a defense that is expected to be much improved and healthier, and we've got less question marks, I think, than we did last year. We've got an offensive line that may or may not be better, really. Like, that's the biggest question mark still. We're replacing a lot of talent, sure, but, like, we're also changing the offense a bit. Like, we've got so much more we can do now with Emory where... Yes, we are losing Kyle Pitts. Yes, we are losing Kadarius Tony. Yes, we lost uh, Trayvon Grimes. Like we lost all those guys, sure. But at the same time, schematically, we should be able to not make up for that production. But because again, like we're probably going to be uh, not as high octane because we're going to be running running the ball more. But we might be more efficient offensively. Might be the word, or we might be protecting our defense a little bit more with our offense, and then our defense will have you know, the luxury of getting a little bit of a break, getting their flow back, and coming to disrupt opposing offenses. So like CBS, just do a little bit of work. Honestly, one of the biggest question marks on this team is special teams, replacing someone that was as awesome as Evan McPherson and as explosive as Kadarius Tony. Like those should be the big question marks, not who the quarterback is. I'm confident with our quarterback. Like he's a damn good quarterback. 
I'm ready for it. Like, I, I don't get why CBS and why so many other outlets are just <laughs> wrong. <laughs> I don't know how else to put it. Like, stop being, stop being dumb is my point. Like, it, 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 you're just choosing to be horribly wrong at this point, and there's no justification for it if you're supposed to be a professional outlet. Think the Gators have a shot at the Natty this year? If you're confident, Bet Online currently has plus 2,800 odds, and I'm just saying, I'm going to take them. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action, and Bet Online even covers award shows, TV shows, and reality TV. With real time updated odds and props on almost <clears throat> anything you can imagine, it's the best way to place your bets, and it's 100% free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Make sure to use promo code LOCKED ON, that is L O C K E D, no space O N, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. And talking about training camp, again, I know yesterday's entire episode was about training camp, but. Couldn't get to everyone. There's a lot of Gators in the NFL. Sorry, we're a fantastic school. Um, but I wanted to give just one segment today to cover a few guys that I know we love, I know I love, and I know, you know, it, it's good to check in on. And I'm going to start off with the guy that I left off yesterday because I was like, you know what, let me, let me stick with the young guys yesterday for the most part, or the established veterans for the most part. But Tim Tebow. Uh, love love to do it. Love it. Uh, Tim Tebow's in his first camp as a tight end, and he's, um, I'll say exceeded expectations, but that doesn't mean a ton because there, simply put, weren't very high expectations on him to begin with. Uh, he had a nice touchdown catch in the end zone and what looked like seven on sevens in the tape. Uh, it was a nice little, like, falling touchdown right behind coverage it was, it was a good play trevor lawrence put the ball where it should be um but of course tim tebow is still trying to prove himself as someone that can make the roster but like i just said trevor lawrence put the ball where it should be or where it had to be that's something to take note of that that means tebow is running with the ones i'm not saying he's going to be a starting tight end in the nfl but it's important to know which by the way he could be this tight end the jaguars tight end room is just a train wreck but he could be a starting tight end in the NFL because he's running with the ones right now. It could just be everybody gets a chance, sure. But it, it's something to keep track of that he's out there with guys like Trevor Lawrence. Like that That's something to make note of. Next up is Evan McPherson, who I mentioned last segment, actually. I didn't plan that. <laughs> did not plan that. But uh, he's been having a big camp so far. Um, the Bengals also have Austin Seibert, who... At the end of practice, uh, kicked field goals yesterday, um, which for, would be Thursday, um, <laughs> because of course this is coming out Tuesday, but yes, recorded Friday, uh, because I'm away again. But they've been rotating at the end of practice who's kicking field goals, and yes, here was Austin Seibert, but during the time, uh, or at the time of recording, Evan McPherson has made 19 of 21 field goal attempts, which is pretty damn good uh i believe that he's currently the favorite to be the kicker because while austin seibert made i believe seven of eight field goals yesterday uh there is still a bigger investment with evan mcpherson because he was a draft pick as a kicker he wasn't just signed 
Um, also important to note that they've had they've had both obviously working kickoffs, and apparently people have been loving Evan McPherson because he's been just like bombing them through the back of the end zone, uh, which is a fantastic thing. It's incredibly impressive, and it should help him kind of secure his spot over Austin Seibert as the main kicker for the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, also at the time of recording, Dante Fowler Jr. literally just got activated off the COVID list, like right before I pressed record here. Uh, so we're going to get to see him work a bit and hopefully get back to uh, to what we hoped he would be and that like hopefully he'll be an effective pass rusher for the Falcons. Uh, to wrap up the final two, uh, players for training camp. Alex Anzalone, linebacker formerly with the New Orleans Saints, has struggled with injuries throughout his career, struggled with injuries throughout college and pro. Uh, he's competing for a starting spot with the Detroit Lions right now, and people have been loving the physicality that he's been bringing to training camp, which of course we know Dan Campbell is loving the uh, physicality. If you don't know, Dan Campbell's the head coach of the Detroit Lions. We know he's been loving the physicality because he is a, an absolute lunatic um, <laughs> talking about biting people's kneecaps. And he's been saying that uh, I, I think it's every morning he drinks 40, two 40 ounce cups of coffee or two 40 ounce like containers of coffee. And they each have two espresso shots in them. So, I mean, that guy's insane. Like at that point, I, I don't want to say it because it's very uh, very inappropriate, but I think most people get like at that point do a different substance uh, if if you get what I'm if you get my drift. <laughs> but yeah, people have been loving Alex Anzalone's physicality, especially between him and T.J. Hawkinson, who was a huge draft pick for the Detroit Lions. But yeah, they've been getting really physical, and that's something that they love because Detroit's expressed very explicitly that they want to be a very physical team. And Alex Anzalone is kind of buying into that. Also a Gator on the Lions is Quinton Dunbar, who hasn't practiced much due to injury, unfortunately. But something important to note that when he has practiced, uh, he's been running with the threes a lot. So he's been a third stringer. And it's weird because he's just hoping to, I guess, like recapture the magic from his one great year with Washington football team. Uh, of course, Quinton Dunbar is also a fun story because at Florida, he was a wide receiver went to the NFL with the Washington football team and moved to cornerback. Took a few years to establish himself, but finally got a spot and was a uh, was a, a pretty big player there for that one final year. Then he went to Seattle, and then uh, off-field stuff happened in Seattle, and uh, he came to Detroit, and he's hoping to get back that, uh, that magic, like I said. Need something to do with your stimulus tax refund, GameStop, Dogecoin, NIL, bet online, however else, you eBay, eBay money, sure. <laughs> Visit rockauto.com for all of your car parts needs. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. And it, like seriously, the website, so smooth. Uh, whether it's brake pads, taillights, you want to add hydraulics, fuzzy dice, cool little, uh, trailer hitches whatever you want to do man just go ahead it's your money go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck whether it's for your classic or daily driver get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door right locked on in their how did you hear about us box so that they know exactly who sent you if you've been living under a rock 
Home Field Apparel recently introduced the latest and best big new Saturday school. And that school, the University of Florida. Want proof that it's the best big new Saturday school? Okay, it broke home field records. Or I don't know if broke is the right word. It absolutely demolished the record that was previously set by Notre Dame. Um, shocking, Notre Dame blew it in the big one again. Um, but seriously, like the Gators just just destroyed it. I believe uh, at the end of the weekend, the Gators had 176% more sales than Notre Dame. So basically, everything Notre Dame did, and then 76% of what Notre Dame did on top of that, like we almost doubled them. That was a beautiful thing. It was amazing. We demolished just so many schools. Like Florida State, <laughs> hate you. Uh, thank you to everyone for participating in Big News Saturday. I know I had a blast being a part of it. Don't forget to use promo code LOCKEDONGATORS for 15% off of your first purchase with Home Field Apparel. To wrap up today's show, we're talking about training camp again. I'm sorry, last segment for the week, I promise you. Uh, then, then we'll be done with it. Uh, but we're going to cover C.J. Henderson, uh, of course, the first-round pick for the Jaguars in 2020. He had a pretty dominant start to his career, tailed off a little bit at the end. And as of right now, he is... Uh, just getting activated from the COVID list, so we'll hopefully see him in training camp a bit more. Then we have Donovan Steiner, the undrafted rookie for the from the Florida Gators that is now with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, you know, he's been having a, a very solid start to his career. Uh, he's been making a few plays in practice, a pick here and there, big plays in coverage, like not even necessarily making the pick, but just being there in coverage. And, I mean, he played in the Hall of Fame game, which for me, uh, the Hall of Fame, or for the time that I'm recording this, the Hall of Fame game was last night. I realize now it is Tuesday, August 10th for you, so it's a little little different. But again, um, I, I'm recording this because I'm on vacation, of course. Uh, and Donovan Steiner made a big play there. He made big plays in practice. And he could be doing more than just making the roster. He could be carving out a role for himself in this defense as a uh, as a rotational safety for a team that, frankly, asks asks quite a bit from their safety. So he can find a role here and and really establish himself as an I don't want to say impact player, but as an early somewhat contributor in this defense for a team that's really hoping to make a playoff push, although I'm not super sure they'll be able to, just given how tough the AFC is looking and how tough the AFC North specifically is looking, minus Cincinnati a little bit. I just want to say that. Um, Next, we have Vernon Hargraves III, and I know that to a lot of you listeners, that name is uh, the equivalent to nails on the chalkboard, if you've ever heard that saying. Um, and I know that a lot of you guys got a sour taste in your mouth because he was the 11th overall pick when he was in the draft, uh, went to the Buccaneers, and never really panned out. Now he's a Houston Texan, and people still just are, are uh, I don't want to say hating, because hating makes it seem like he's uh, like he's performing well and people are just not accepting that and they just hate him. Um, but people are still going pretty uh, pretty hard on him, even like whether or not it's justified or not. They're kind of just 
still going at him really hard for every mistake. And it's like, he's still a relatively young corner. Uh, granted, he should be a lot better than he is. I'm not saying that. But he's still a relatively young corner. And he's still learning. And I mean, like people keep bashing. He's still a starting corner in the NFL. Uh, and this training camp, he has been killing it. Uh, I believe it was August 4th. He went the entire day, um, like from start to finish, without allowing a single completion on any receiver that he was in coverage with. And that is incredibly impressive because uh, you probably get more practice reps than you do game reps usually. So he had to really just like go out there and be consistent and consistently dominant. Uh, He's also had multiple interceptions versus Davis Mills in multiple practices, including one on, I believe, last Wednesday or Thursday, where he took it to the crib. So he had a pick six off Davis Mills, who again uh, is, or not again, first time I've mentioned him on this podcast. Uh, He is the rookie quarterback for the Houston Texans that is playing while Deshaun Watson is not. Um for obvious reasons. I feel like I don't need to go super in-depth on that. Uh, And then last, we have Brian Poole, who has recently signed with the New Orleans Saints. And Brian Poole is kind of an interesting case because for a few years, he has been a very talented uh, nickel or slot corner, whatever you want to call them. He's been very talented in that role, uh, but he's never really been able to... I guess, uh, latch on with a team, which is like, to me, just, it's kind of dumbfounding because he's been better than a lot of other starting nickels, but he's just never been given that long-term extension. He's kind of just bounced around on one-year deals. Uh, I don't know why I said bounced around. He's been with the Falcons, the Jets, and now the Saints, but he's, he's just signed a bunch of like one-year deals. Um, but I mean, now he's with the Saints. He's, kind of immediately worked his way into a starting role in the nickel, which is a little weird because they have Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, who's one of, if not the best nickel in the NFL. Uh, PJ Williams is working safety. They've got guys that are moving outside more than they've worked before. Uh, Brian Poole's kind of stepped in immediately and been someone that is helping in a weird way because it's not like he's helping by just being a stud. He's helping by being good enough where you can justify moving other people that you had in his role to other positions that are more valuable. So like you can move someone to the outside corner, you can move someone to starting safety, you can move people around and kind of just create that uh, create that defense that where it's every guy that you have at a position is the strongest guy you can put there. Even if Brian Poole is not being a superstar, he's doing enough where other bigger players can move to different roles that they that suits them better and will put this team in better position for success. But that about does it for today's episode of Lockdown Gators. Join me tomorrow as we're rolling with the defensive line episode. Once again, my name is Brandon Olson. You can find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. You can find all of my written work with Whole 9 Sports. This is W-H-O-L-E. And INE Sports. Be sure to check out Locked On Saints, hosted by Ross Jackson, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Don't miss Ross Monday through Friday with the best Saints coverage you'll find anywhere, including recent signing Brian Poole and established star Chauncey Gardner Johnson. Betting on the Gators doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new 
Locked On Bets podcast, hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast, brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get podcasts. That about does it for today's episode of Locked On Gators. Join me tomorrow as we're rolling with the defensive line episode. Once again, my name is Brandon Olson. You can find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. You can find all of my written work with Whole Nine Sports. It's W-H-O-L-E-N-I-N-E Sports. Be sure to check out Locked On Saints, hosted by Ross Jackson, who you just heard me have a whole conversation with, uh, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Don't miss Ross Monday through Friday with the best Saints coverage you'll find anywhere. Betting on the Gators doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get podcasts.